This is an episode that I would not actually want to record when on an off day, <laughs> which I mean, we never have off days, but, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but hypothetically, if we had an off day, what's an off day? Well, so we have a question from Gene Omlor on Facebook saying, what do you do to get back into the optimal mindset when you're having an off day? And we're going to talk about that in today's episode. Um, Primarily because the last few days have been fantastic. And that is like the best way to approach this question. Because if it was an off day, I'd be like, uh, not recording a podcast episode, closing my computer and crawling under a pile <laughs> of blankets. So That's about it. We're going to talk about that in today's episode starting now. your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Okay, what do you do to get back into an optimal mindset when you are having an off day? We absolutely have off days. Yes, we do. We totally have off days. Actually, I was having an off day a few days ago. And uh, so primarily a lot of the causes of my off days are my actual inability to get work done. Like when I am trying so hard to work and it just seems like the world is conspiring against me to like not allow that to happen. So, um, when I was having that off day, it just, I, I like, I could tell I was in a funk. I just wasn't like bubbly or anything. And the moment that I was up at my desk and actually working, that all went away. I felt better. So it was like, actually like the, that particular like bad or have my, that particular off day was literally just because I wasn't able to get work. And then the cure for it was just working, getting to work, <laughs> getting to work. I know <laughs> that, ironically is always our battle is getting to work. Yes. But yeah, we do. We have all types of off days, uh, you know, and they're of different severities and different causes. I mean, you were actually talking about one uh, just a second ago um, before we started recording. Yeah. When, um, so we, our projects, we always end up working on different projects. And yes. I know that this podcast is one of the few things that you and I do together. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of our projects are kind of like, that's the stuff you're handling. This is the stuff I'm handling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a couple big differences with our projects is that yours are long, the long game and mine are the short yeah. games. Like I, I... Like our Etsy shops. Yes. You know, being able to put up a product and literally this has actually happened to me where I've put up a product and within the hour I published a new product, I sold one. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Doesn't happen often, but <laughs> you sometimes know, but, you get those types of projects. Yeah. And so for, for me, like, I was getting like those immediate rewards from my work, like getting to see some fruits from it. And yours takes a long time to build, whether it's, you know, the, the search engine optimization and seeing the results, seeing, you know, all, all of our writing on our websites actually start ranking mm -hmm. or, 
um, you know, trying to build an audience and trying to do affiliate marketing. Like that stuff can take a lot longer. Yeah. And it's also, it's harder to measure ROI. Not that it's impossible to, but it was, so like as an example, when I first started out in all of this, like I started off with a, a terrible website and it wasn't, you know, terrible in the sense that it just wasn't good and I didn't know what I was doing. And I spent so much time building that website. And that was kind of like my research and development, if you will, of like learning SEOs, like this giant clumsy process of figuring out how to make a website and get it to earn money. And from my direct efforts on that site, we didn't make a lot of money for a very long time, but our entire business stems from the experience that I had gotten from that. So it's like, I've got this giant blotch or block (laughs) of years of work that produced probably almost nothing in terms of return on investment. But when you attribute the fact that our entire business exists only because we did that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, how do you measure the ROI on that? It's, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Right. You, you spend know? a lot of time doing the wrong stuff. It's like the, uh, Thomas Edison. Yeah. He's like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, uh, fail to make a light bulb. I just figured out 10,000 ways <laughs> not to make one. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, uh, he, he wasn't exactly wasting his time and that's kind of what it was with that project it wasn't it wasn't a waste of time even though you didn't really see the profits from that it was the experience you gained yeah and and i also do a lot of projects that end up not working out you know and that's i mean that's really common too i mean i think it was macy's uh uh he, the guy william, william h macy or something like that i, f- I forget his name but um that's an act. No, no. Oh, is that? Oh, that William H. Macy. I, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the founder of Macy's, like I'm talking about the retail store, not the actor or whatever, <laughs> but, um, the, the founder, I think he went bankrupt like four or five times before the current incarnation of Macy's finally succeeded. Wow. You know, so failure is endemic to being, um, uh, an entrepreneur. And so, I have lots of projects that end up just failing. Like I just try something and it's like, eh, that didn't work. But the few things that do work end up, you know, and basically I bring things back. I create a system, bring it back. And then we just repeat the system. Cause it's like, this is the system that makes money after I figured out all the ways not to make money with it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously when you're like realizing something's not working out and you either have to just, you know, throw it away mid, you know, project or, you know, you're done years later realizing, well, that was a failure. Like those, yeah, those produce off days for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No question. You know, when you have a project that you put so much time into and you've tried every like angle you can think of and you're just like, I guess this isn't going to work. Oh, it's so disappointing. It is. It is. But it's all a part of this business. And that's something that I try to remind myself of. And maybe that's one of the things that I use to get back into my optimal mindset is not everything I touch is going to turn to gold. And it's silly for anyone to think that that's going to be the case. You will fail. You are going to have websites that for some reason, Google doesn't like it, or you can't connect with your audience. You're going to make a product that nobody wants. It just happens, Mm -hmm. but you got to keep trying. Yeah. And the more you try, something's going to stick and it's going to work. And then you'll have like 
crazy awesome days. Yes. You know, and one of the other things that helps me, you know, a lot and, you know, uh, I would encourage anyone that, you know, obviously a lot of people live very separate lives from, you know, like when you're running an online, it's very common, I guess, um, having spoken with a lot of different internet entrepreneurs, but especially when starting out, a lot of people kind of do it the way that I did, right? They have their job and then they just kind of do something in their spare time and try and grow it. But they usually like don't include their spouse in it. You know, they just they're like, I'm going to do this thing. And maybe it's like a fear of failure and like looking like I knew it was gonna, not going to work or you know, it's just like, a, I don't want to bother them with this boring stuff until it's actually doing something. But I included you into all of this pretty early on and you growing with me in all of it. You're, you know, I'm able to like complain to you and talk with you and, you know, voice my frustrations about how things are working. And you can firstly understand. It's not like just a pat on the back. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what page authority is, but I'm sorry you don't have it. <laughs> you know? Oh, please, I got. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is okay. like, it's not, that's not our relationship. No. Like, you know, but, um, so being able to speak with you and kind of like you, you generally know how to make me feel better about it. it you, it's funny because yeah, maybe that's the, the, the marriage part of it, the fearless together, you know, because yeah, when you have those off days, like you had, um, you know, probably a week ago, you were kind of just disappointed with how a project was going and it, it makes me that much more like animated about it. <laughs> Yeah, like, we, were, we were talking about it. it's like we're on a seesaw together. Like if she's having a bad day, like I just get into a better mood and I try and like, you know. How how are we going to make today awesome? Yeah, you know? you know, and then and then when I have my off days, I we just I guess we we motivate each other to kind of cheer each other up or something. And so hopefully other people have that because, you know, it that's one thing that helps me out a lot as far as getting back into my mindset and going, yes, all right, yes, that project didn't work out. But look at all the other projects that have. Yeah. Or yeah. it may not be working out as fast as you want, but it is working. Yeah. And, and trying to, I think also like maintaining a positive attitude, that is, um, that's really important to me is trying to surround yourself with people that have positive attitudes, um, trying to limit the negativity, like negative people, you know, try to limit those people. And listen to positive things, you know, like I, I don't, I, I used to be like a news junkie and now I, I'm not at all for the most part. No. Um, I try to like listen to motivational stuff, positive stuff, even my music. I try to make sure is, is generally like more positive and upbeat than, you know, kind of like, not that I was always like trying to find like sullen, sad music or whatever. I listen but, to Nick Jr. all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just like s surrounding yourself with positive, uplifting things will help your mindset. Yeah. And, um, and that's something that I try to do as well. Yeah. So th I, that's pretty much it. Like when it comes to like, what do you do to get into an optimal mindset? There's like no alchemy here. It's, you know, surround yourself with positivity, you know, good, you know, be around the people that, that you care about and they'll help you through it. Yeah. And, you know, try to just keep yourself motivated. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. And, and look at the progress you've made so far. Definitely. Yeah. And just and just remember that failure, especially if, if failure is the thing that's like put, getting you down. Failure is a part of the process. And I'm not saying it. <laughs> it's fun or that's going to make it feel better when it happens. It It always stings. But it's a part of the process and you're finding one le one way you can't make a, a light bulb and eventually <laughs> you will make a light bulb. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.